Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's blog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. <clears throat> so I um, waited all week, not knowing if I would shoot a vlog this week. I'm still sick with COVID. Um, I am luckily, thankfully, not uh, in a bad, bad way with it though. Like I, my oxygen saturation is fine. It's not in my lungs. It's just my energy. I feel like I have mono, like I'm just so sluggish on the positive side. I have been resting and really enjoying the space. It's been quite nice because I don't typically just lie around. (laughs) It's not something my life affords much. Uh, but I have been, I've just been sitting around, lying around, sitting around, more lying around, more sitting around. I just finished a thousand piece puzzle of Paris, which was beautiful to work on. I did it all by myself. Uh, I read a couple of novels and, um, yeah, so here it is Wednesday and I am at the last second deciding to shoot a vlog, you know, I've been sitting around. And so I spend some time on my phone and social media and I've been scrolling through, And, um, I was noticing this one bright liner was, um, posting her food, like pictures of her food and just about every meal that she posted had a waffle in it. And I don't know what the waffle was made of. I'm totally, you know, benefit of the doubt. Let's assume that it's some sort of totally bright line compliant, like, you know, egg and I don't know, whatever. Right. Um, but you know, uh, I don't eat waffles and I, uh, I typically don't teach people to eat waffles. And I think there are some things in the cookbook that are like muffins and stuff like that. I don't eat them. Um, But, you know, since Brightline Eating started seven or eight years ago, there have been, uh, there has been an explosion of foods that are like that. They're sort of Brightline questionable or, you know, things like egg wraps and cheese wraps and cauliflower pizza crust. And, uh, I don't know, there's something called puff buns. (laughs) I made a list of things that people have written in about. I don't even know what those are. There's lentil pasta and bean pasta and so forth. Uh, Ezekiel bread. Um, all of these foods I would put in the same category of borderline you can tell really quickly whether something is technically Brightline compliant or not. Just look in the first three ingredients and see if there's any sugar or flour or starch, like some vegan cheeses have potato starch or something like that as the second ingredient. Don't eat that. That's flour basically. Um, But if there's no sugar or flour in the first three ingredients, then what? Um, And the answer is rather complex, actually. It has to do with how risky you want to be with your program. Let me explain the science of what's um, not great about those foods. What's not great about them is that they're higher in 
what we call reward value, which is the excitement factor or the salience. I call them sexy foods. And what I mean by that is they give the brain a little bit of a wow, a little bit more of a light up, a little bit more dopamine, a little bit more uh, of that pull that's going to keep the food addiction alive. And the downside of that is number one, it ups the odds that you won't find peace, that your brain will still be looking for a hit from food, that you'll still be looking for the food to deliver something. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying your food. But the distinction I like to make is I enjoy my food like I enjoy a hot shower, which is to say a lot. (laughs) I love my hot showers and I love my food but I'm not thinking about it before or after I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not, my brain's not sort of going, Oh, I can't wait. How long am I going to shower? Am I going to suds my hair this way or that way? I'm not thinking like that. Right. I love my hot showers and I don't think about them at all other than when I take my hot shower. And that's how we want our food to be. Like when you sit down to eat your meal, I want you to go, Oh, Yes, like yum. I'm I'm so ready to eat. This food tastes so good to me. This hits the spot. Yes. And then when the last bite is done, the fork goes down and then it's on to life and you're not thinking about food other than that. That's the ideal state. What is less than ideal is if in between meals all day you're thinking about what you're going to eat later, when you're going to eat. And and it's not that that's morally not great. It's that that ups the odds that you're not going to be able to stay bright uh, because those sorts of thoughts, that sort of food chatter is the precursor to uh, eating outside of mealtime. And it also increases, now this is the other big issue, increases the odds that your brain is going to keep fighting your weight loss and or force you to regain weight after you lose it. And this has to do with something called the adiposity set point, which is whether the brain allows us to lose our weight and keep it off. And the brain is king. If the brain is fighting you, you will not win. Don't believe me? Try to run up 15 flights of stairs holding your breath. Good luck with that, right? When the brain decides it needs oxygen, fuel, these are requirements that the brain um, absolutely forces us to um, procure. Like we will be forced to breathe, to eat if the brain thinks that our survival is threatened. So one of the most important findings in food science over the last 50, 60, 70 years is that the simplicity of our food is the number one driving factor that allows the brain to lower the adiposity set point. In other words, uh, that, that allows the brain to stop fighting us so we can lose our weight and then keep it off. And by simplicity, we mean low reward value, not sexy food, meaning steam your green beans, grill your chicken, uh, scramble your egg, uh, put your beans in the crock pot, salt and pepper's fine. And typically 
fewer ingredients, fewer condiments, fewer spices in general, lower the reward value of the food. Keep it simple. Now, finding the sweet spot where you can, no pun intended, where you can enjoy your food, love your food, uh, feel great doing bright line eating, have enough variety that you're not bored and um, you can stick with it long-term and it's not so sexy that it's dr- it's lighting up the brain and causing the brain to think that it needs more, more, more food. Finding that sweet spot is a trick and it's an advanced strategy. Um, I talk about this in the book Resume. I was just reviewing this book because I knew I put something in here and I did, in fact, it's between pages 73 and 80. Um, In this book, I have quite a nuanced discussion of the factors that go into getting this dance right. On the one hand, you could just follow the plan and avoid all of these foods. No egg wraps, no cauliflower pizza crust, um, et cetera, right? No Ezekiel bread, no lentil pasta, none of it. On the the other hand, you could... um, have waffles every day with your meal, you know, Brightline compliant waffles and um, see how it works for you. Um, And there's four questions, which are in the original book. The resume book has a revised, much more in-depth and nuanced um, uh, description of the four questions, which are a process for figuring out if it's working for you. But basically, it's all about risk. It's all about uh, how high are you on the susceptibility scale and how much risk do you want to introduce into your program? Um, And there's no judgment around here about that. It's sort of like if you want to go the route of trying these sort of, I don't know what to call them, um, borderline foods, I'll call them borderline foods, then that's totally cool in the gang. And you're going to get that profile of risk and reward. You might enjoy your food a little bit more um, and you uh, lower the odds that you will get down to your bright body and maintain that transformation long-term. If you want to avoid those foods and just play it straight and narrow, um, you may or may not enjoy your food less actually, because luckily the brain and the taste buds adapt to whatever we're eating. Uh, Go look at what indigenous uh, hunter-gatherer populations that still exist eat. They eat 50% of their calories usually from one food, and they eat a tiny subset of the foods that are available around them, and they move along with life. Um, and if you ask them, they're not missing anything. Um, that's just how uh, people eat typically when there's not a grocery store around. Um, so you may or may not enjoy your food less, but you will definitely up the odds that you will successfully have your bright transformation and then maintain it long-term. And it's sort of a risk-reward profile that it's up to you to decide sort of how you want to navigate between those two things. And keep in mind that where you are on the susceptibility scale has a lot to do with it too. The higher you are on the susceptibility scale, the riskier it is. And that's just the unfair thing for those of us who are tens on the scale When you're a 10 on the scale, it's, you know, you've got a brain that's going to fight you more. And that's just by definition. That's what, that's what it is. Um, And it's not, it's not pretty, but it just, it, it, 
serves us to accept reality. So anyway, I was scrolling through social media. I, I thought this question has been around floating around in our social media channels for a long time. Like, what do I think about these foods, all these foods that have come onto the market? And, um, you know, each of us is going to need to find our um, balance point with each of these foods individually. You got to take it food by food because one food that um, some for some people is super sexy might be fine for you. And another food that's on the Brightline Eating Food Plan, like something like cheese, might not be uh, workable for you at all. And you're just going to need to take it food by food. So Anyway, I will go back to the couch now. Thank you for watching. Um, I, I am feeling a little better, I think. I am feeling a little better. I think you can probably see I have a fair bit more light in my eyes and a fair bit more energy. Um, so that is good. <clears throat> Hopefully next week I will be all better. We shall see, but I'm being patient and I just ordered another book on Amazon. So uh, loving you. That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brightline Living. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. Interested in learning more about Brightline Eating? Visit ble.life slash podcast to find out more. ble.life slash podcast. Have a bright day.